Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Show in association with touchdown trips getting you Yes you in that bleeding game. Getting you in the game. Coming up on tonight's show, Carl Emmanuel of the San Diego Chargers and Jared Cook of the Oakland Raiders as we talk the AFC West ahead of the new season. This is the Gridiron Show. Welcome to the Grand Show in association with Touchdown Troops, getting you, yes, you. into you out there. that very game. You. Now, there might have been some huge breaking news happening in the NFL this week. If it has, I trust that Ollie will uh, record a little section about it with Matt Sherry and insert it in right here, right now. Yep. I really like this part of the bed. I don't remember hearing this bit before. because you never normally let it run. I don't know why you have today. By the way, bed is radio speak for music. Oh, yeah, sorry. This is great. Yeah? I think we might be getting in trouble playing it this long, but okay. No, 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 we're talking over it. <laughs> That's fine. Uh, yeah, this is the Gridiron Show in association with Stop It! <laughs> sorry. <laughs> it's not funny when you do it on radio, and it's not funny now. It's definitely funny. Literally the only person that finds it funny is you. That's not true. Yes, me. What? <laughs> Nobody ever tweets him going, come on. (laughs) I think where Ollie ramps the bed up for no reason in the middle of you talking is really funny every time he does it. Well, why you, honestly, you'd think a couple of days you'd have stopped being a grouch mouch. (laughs) But you're still a grouch mouch. We're literally recording this directly after the last show. Don't know what you're talking about. Don't pretend any differently. Don't know what you're Uh, talking about. I haven't played any more Maddens to tell you about. There's been nothing. you didn't go home and get it. <laughs> no, because that was seven minutes ago. We had that conversation. Since then, we've prattled on about what we might talk about tonight's show, who the film reviewer is going to be tonight, and then we said, let's get on and record our AFC West show. Do you mean back on Tuesday night? I'm sorry, I could just. Oh. This isn't going to work, Ollie. Stop it. The better. The, the, uh, the, the music finished. <laughs> who knew there was an end I'm really sorry about all of this <laughs> <laughs> you're a disgrace there's nothing to fill the show with anyway so we should probably do this <laughs> just keep to prattling around did you know this is amazing <laughs> the cat the- I'm really excited to find out what you're going to say is amazing here it's really not amazing the Kansas City Chiefs have three running backs with Williams as their surname <laughs> that's weird can you tell me them Without looking it up. So, hold on. Uh, who have got three? Uh, th- I wasn't really paying too much attention at first. The Kansas City Chiefs have three running backs 
with Williams as their surname. And they're all Williams. Uh, two Williams is that you should know and one that you may not know. So three... They've got three Williams. Yeah. Listed as running backs. Yeah. Three? Yeah. That's farcical. Isn't that? That's... One of them definitely won't make the the roster. Are they? Were they all there last season? No. Ah, were any of them there last season? No. So do I just have to name running backs called Williams and hope that they've moved there and I haven't known about it? Yeah. Right, former Cardinals running back Kerwin Williams. Bing! Yes, <laughs> come on. That was great. Um, if you get these three, there's <laughs> no way you're getting the last one, who's a rookie. <laughs> Oh, wasn't there a... There was a Williams on the Dolphins last oh. year. Oh. oh. Well, that's obviously who it is then. Oh, yeah, what was his first name? Damien? Damien Williams! He's got two, <laughs> guys! <laughs> and I can guarantee, I'm watching him now, there's no way he's cheating on this. Who's the third Williams? That hands up in the air, not typing anything or anything. I, I have no idea. That's, honestly, I'm tapped out. There's no way you'd get this. He went to LSU. Oh, well, we were at LSU. Is, is he a rookie? Yeah, he's a rookie. We probably saw him rush then. We probably saw him rush for probably, LSU last yeah, year. Yeah, probably did. Give me five minutes to get to find my game notes from that game. As a senior, he started in several games in place of an injured Darius Geis. Oh, by the way, isn't he out? Yeah. Did that, we cover that's that a bit of news, news we forgot to cover. <laughs> yeah. There you go. So there's news in this show that we're going to talk about. Washington running back Darius Geis. Oh, that's a real hardship for... For Washington, God, isn't it? They have they have had horrible luck with injuries in recent years. Horrible, horrible luck. Uh, no, go on. I don't. Funnily, know. they could perhaps go for D'Angelo Williams, another Williams. Oh, that's that's someone I should have guessed. It's ridiculous that I didn't guess. Yeah, it's uh, Darrell Williams or Daryl Williams. Yeah, I, I, I never would have got that. But even so, two out of three ain't bad. <laughs> Whoa, <laughs> wasn't that a Meatloaf song? Two out of three ain't bad. <laughs> I think it I is. I thought you meant was that a meatloaf song that I just belched into the microphone. Oh, that really hurt. Oh, acidy. Oh, thanks, thanks, oh. mate. Got some. Hold on. He's a delightful human being, guys. <laughs> uh, live man rustling through backpack. I've got some great stuff in here. <laughs> have you play, have you been little around beard, little beard comb? Honestly, have you been around for when Hawksby and Jacobs do? <laughs> let's look in Andy Jacobs's back <laughs> to fill no. to fill some time. That's it is honest. It's incredible it right. radio. Okay, so wh- how do they do it? Because let's do it right now. Because we've got time to fill. Do you, do you guess, or do I just tell you no, what's you in my bag? You just tell me what's in the bag. And okay, Paul Hawksby style. I I I remark on it. So I've got a beard comb. Very good. You, you've stuck it in your beard. Yep. Brilliant. Like an Afro comb. Can I borrow it later? I've got a giant bottle of aftershave that's in a Carolina Panthers cosy. That's great, yeah. What kind of aftershave are we talking there? Uh, it is a Hugo Boss. Very nice. Uh, I have one banana. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of receipts milling around in the bottom. Well, tell, read one of your receipts out. Let's find out what you've been... What's Willie been shopping on? Oh, this is a this is something for fruit flavored antacid tablets, which is what I'm looking for. <laughs> yeah, okay. It's the whole point of me going into the bag in the first place. Uh, what receipts have I got in here? They're all food related because they're receipts for my tax. What's Willie been eating? I've got some. I've got two types of deodorant: a roll-on and a spray. Okay. Because you know uh, what? Uh, what make are we talking? A sure men and sure men, both of them. I think they're just on a deal. 
<laughs> I've got a charge cable, a USB-C charge cable. Yeah, great. Oh, is that what they're called? A USB-C? Yeah. The one that does my the phone? The new one, yeah. I didn't know what it was called. <laughs> a swanky new Sennheiser oh, headphones. Oh, man, those headphones are amazing. They're in a bag, though, as well, aren't they? A bag within a bag. Uh, no, there's just a generic plastic bag in my bag. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. They're, no, that that's not where they were in. They were just loose. What's in the front pocket? Oh, there's a front pocket. <laughs> oh, that could be where the antacids are. <laughs> how, how have you not looked in there yet? <laughs> uh, in the front pocket, toothpaste. Yeah, need it everywhere you go. Uh, Always take the toothpaste. A charging block for my phone. <laughs> yeah. A huge one. Uh, a toothbrush, funnily enough. Yeah, okay. Two KFC wet wipes. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Two double A Kodak batteries. Yeah, okay. Interesting choice of make. A pencil. A pe- <laughs> pencil. What's a pencil doing in there? A glasses wipe. <laughs> Which you need. Uh, and da 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 fruit flavoured antacids Podcast listeners, you are never getting back those three and a half minutes. <laughs> I've got to record our film review chat now, so um, should we go to, to our interviews and then we'll talk about the AFC West off the back of them? Yeah, let's do it. Who do you want to do first? Carl Emanuel, because when... And this was recorded before we found out what the uh, the uniform schedule will be. Hashtag Kitwatch. Oh, yeah. And powder blue jerseys will be played at the hallowed turf of Wembley Stadium. Rejoice! All ye out there, all ye rejoice. Uh, they also, um, before we knew that they had cornerback I- injury issues with Jason Verrett, we talk about Jason Verrett in this interview. So, sorry, but it's still relevant because I still like their secondary. Uh, this is <laughs> linebacker of the Los Angeles Chargers. And great guy. And all-round great guy, Kyle Emanuel. Yes. Delighted to welcome uh, onto the show then, uh, Chargers linebacker Kyle Emanuel. Kyle, how are you doing, sir? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. A little bit tired, but uh, I'm glad to be here. Good to be here. Uh, yeah, I mean, coming from the West Coast, how has the, uh, the adjustment been for you so yeah, far? Yeah, it's been tough. This is the, the furthest I've been away from home and the biggest time change I've had to deal with. But uh, like I said, I'm excited to be here. It's the first time over here, and uh, it's been good so far. Now out in a practice, a walkthrough, uh, some film sessions as well, and you'll get an idea of how well you'll sleep on the first night after you've arrived. That's... Yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> I'll, I'll, be, I'll be prepared. I'll be ready to go. Uh, when it was first announced that you guys were going to be coming over, uh, playing the Titans in, in London, what was the reaction from, from you guys? Obviously, you've had a big year in any, anyways yeah. with the Los Angeles move yeah. and stuff like that. So when you first find out that you're coming to London, what was your reaction? Yeah, I, I mean, I, I was excited. I think it's, it's just such a unique opportunity to get, be able to play an NFL game here in London, and, and not everyone gets to do that. Um, and then obviously for me personally, like I said, I, this is my first time here. I didn't think I was going to be here until we played, but um, it, it's fun. You get you get to experience something new. Um, you know, season gets long and, and, and you get you know gets uh, you know repetitive. But you get to experience something new. Come over here, get to see some fans. Uh, you know that that normally don't get to see NFL games. So I think it's it's just such a unique experience and uh, and something that the guys are really looking forward to. I tell you, the things that tend to blow people away when, when they come over are 
you will see fans from literally, you'll see Cleveland Browns Every fans, team, yeah. which kind of yeah. always surprises people. It still so, surprises me. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you'll see people in San Diego jerseys, in Los Angeles jerseys, you'll see right. like uh, the entire spectrum. Right. But I think the atmosphere as well, it's been compared to a Super Bowl by a lot of people and it will, it is fervent. So I like, honestly, well, I'm looking forward to that. Hopefully. Yeah. I mean, uh, Gus Bradley, your defensive yeah. coordinator, he's been here loads of times with, right. the, with the Jags. Do you think that will be beneficial for you guys? He'll yeah. impart some kind of coping mechanisms for, for jet lag or, yeah. you know, even just dealing with what, what, what happens on the, yeah. on the field. Do yeah, you think, think that will help? Yeah, I think it has to. And just when you have someone who knows what to expect from – because, I mean, I don't know how many guys have played over here before, but I don't think many. We have, you know, we have a young team. So someone that can kind of just tell you – you know how to how to deal with you know the events are going on or how to deal with the jet lag or the, the game experience just anything anything that he can tell us to you know just kind of prepare us so you know nothing shocks us I think will be you know really helpful. Well, the fact that you've come over here first as like the advanced party yeah. means that <laughs> you're on scouting. Yeah, look yeah. at me. Yeah, of, yeah you've, on the on the recce, all of your teammates are going to be like, what's What's going on? What kind of plugs do we need to bring? Uh, <laughs> we've got a different plugs here. You know, I noticed like. Everything you are going to be the the guy on point. You could even ask for an extra bonus for. for I the think I should. Yeah, I think I'm going to. Yeah, I just <laughs> want to be really clear before we discuss anything else, though. This LA style weather we're having right now, yeah, I love it will it. be nothing like this come October. <laughs> Trust me. Well, that's what I they keep telling me that, yeah. Much closer to what you're used to playing in in North Dakota in than it ever yeah. would be. Well, well, that was inside of Los Angeles, Dome, so we, well, we had a nice there too, but. <laughs> I don't think I don't think you get the snow that we got in North Dakota, do you? Not too much, not in October certainly. Uh, yeah, but it's, okay. It's cold, it's rainy, it can be yeah, miserable, yeah. and okay. it's an outdoor stadium. So, well, have fun. Hey, I'm looking forward to it. I, I've pra- I promise you, I've practiced. I've maybe not played, but I've practiced in in worse than than you could ever show me here. So. And it's, and it's also a soccer stadium as well, so that yes. will help because well, we play in a soccer. Yeah, exactly. Stadium. Exactly. How was that playing in a smaller stadium? Yeah. Sometimes with more away fans than home fans. How was that as a as a player last season? Yeah, it, it's uh, it's it's a different experience. You know, it's it's kind of funny. I I played in the soccer stadium for four years in in college. And the national championship game every year was uh, at FC Dallas Stadium. So um, I was kind of used to playing that that kind of atmosphere. So it was kind of fun for me. But um, it. It's always tough when you move cities. I think you, you go from San Diego to L.A., you have a lot of fans that are upset about that, obviously. So we're, we're trying to come into a city, new city, and, and kind of prove ourselves. So it, it's always tough the first year. But, you know, we, we definitely had the Chargers fans come out in force a, a couple times. And, and I think, you know, the longer we're there, the, the more we're there, uh, you know, the more we can hopefully win. Um, it'll just keep getting better and better. But, um it's fun. It's unique. I know it's it's got to be good for the fans. There's not there's not a bad seat in the house. So um, it, it's a unique experience for all the fans. Well, you're much closer, aren't you? And uh, yep. we're actually going on a tour with Gridiron with a load of English fans. And one of our stops is to see you guys. So I can't wait. Actually. Yeah, I cannot wait. To Coming wait. to the Broncos game. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. I think it's like two weeks after you've played here. So okay. it's. Uh, yeah. I, yeah, I'm dead excited about that. It's a weird thing, like trying to tick off all the great <laughs> NFL stadiums as we tour, and we go out there and we're like, <laughs> so we probably should try and get in like the Rose Bowl and stuff like that. I was like, no, let's go to the StubHub. That'll be yeah. amazing. <laughs> <laughs> um, how was the move to Los Angeles for you? 
Uh, it, it was good, you know. Uh, you know, obviously, it's easier for us in the Rams. The Rams had to move halfway across <laughs> the country. We had to move, you know, about an hour, hour and a half up the road. So I just drove up the, the day of. But um, it, it was different. Um, just you know, you have to get to new to get used to a different facility, different practice. You know, practice field, um, training camp. Where we were still kind of in transition, so we were operating out of a hotel. So. There's there's some things you have to adjust to, but for the most part, it went went really smoothly. You're still in Southern California. I still have some of the best weather you can have in the world, so um, no complaints there. It's just it's amazing though. You go from the the move, the adjustment of a new stadium, a new head coach, yeah. a new defensive coordinator, all of that kind of happening at once. And I'm, I'm intrigued with Anthony Lynn, your experience of him, because. I think early on with the way your first five, six games of the season went, Mm -hmm. there's a lot of people saying, was he going to survive one year? I think by the end of the year, people had really turned around that opinion on him. Did you get the sense from day one that he had that in him and that it was just a bit of growing pains early? Yeah, I mean, just all the things you mentioned, um, you can't put those first four games on Coach Lane. We just had so much going on. We were coming off a season where we you know, we had a losing streak going in or finishing that last season. So there was just a lot going on. But you knew right away with Coach Lynn, he was a no-nonsense guy. He was going to tell you how it was. He was going to tell you the truth. And that was with the team, the media, with everyone. And he came in and really, you know, instilled his values and how and the way he wanted the team to work and and how things should go. And uh, uh, you, you kind of just said, even when we were zero and four, it was. And you, I was, you know, almost you get a little worried for him just because he, he is a first time head coach. But there was no panic in 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 him at, at all. And uh, you know, we just kept working every single day, kept working, and eventually we turned it around. And, you know, I'm, I'm just hoping we can, you know, use that momentum we built last year and use it coming into this, this new season. Well, you were three kicks away pretty much from yeah. being three yeah. and one. Right. I mean, in the locker room, how hard is that to take for you guys? But surely you must feel also for the poor guy that's missing that kick as well. Yeah, yeah you, I, that's such a tough situation because I would never pin a game, whether it's a kicker or quarterback or whoever it is you can't pin a game on one play even if it does seem that simple um but you always feel for that guy and uh I always try to look at myself first and see you know what could I have done more or even just as a defense what could we have done better so um it would have been really easy those first four games to start pointing fingers at kickers at, at defense offense coaches whatever um but we did a good job of not doing that, and you know we came together, finished the season nine and three, and like I said, hopefully we can use that momentum going forward. I won't lie; one of the other reasons that we picked that game to come and see you guys, other than the lovely weather at that time of year <laughs> and coming to the StubHub, is assuming health. And with the Chargers, that's not been something you've been able to assume right. in recent years, yes. but. I'm so excited about coming out and watching that defense operate. And so I want to ask you about a few guys on there. It's starting off with your, your bookend pass rushers. Cause yeah. I mean, I've been a huge Melvin Ingram fan for years. And then you had Joey Bosa on the other side. To me, that's terrifying. <laughs> if, I, if I'm on yeah. the other line, if I'm the quarterback facing that before I've even thought about your corners or anything else, those guys are as explosive as it comes. Yeah, they are. They're, they're awesome guys too. Luckily, you know, I get a, I play linebacker, but I also uh, play a little bit D end. And, and so I get to work with those guys pretty closely and, on the uh, on the defensive line and just get it and just get to see you know how they work and how they operate every single day and 
Uh, it's awesome. And like I said, I'm glad they're on my side. I'm, I'm glad, you know, I'm not the one out there trying to block them because uh, they're just, they're unique athletes. They really are. They're, they're really good at what they do and they're really passionate about what they do. And, uh, you know, that's kind of where our whole defense starts is on the D line and what we can do with the pass rush. For you personally, you came out of college with fantastic sack numbers and certainly one of the reasons you got drafted, I'm sure. And it's not been something you've been able to recreate in the NFL yeah. up to this point. And okay, obviously having guys like that in front of you, yeah. they're going to take quite a lot yeah. of that workload. Yeah. But for you, making the adjustment to playing more linebacker, not getting after the, yeah. the, the quarterback as much, what was that like? And, and then having to kind of fit into that role, as it were. Yeah, well, I've always been the type of guy who's tried to just fit into whatever role a team needed. You know, I went into college and got recruited as a middle linebacker, and then like three or four days into my career, they're like, all right, now you're going to play defensive end. So <laughs> I've I've gone through transitions before, and uh, it, it, I, I kind of prided myself coming out of the draft as being a guy who could do do a little bit of everything. You know, if you need me to rush the passer, I can do that. If you need me to stack behind the ball and play linebacker and stop the run, uh, I can do that. If you need me to drop into coverage, I can do that. So uh, I'm in a spot right now where I think I, I get to kind of show that I can do a little bit of everything. And, you know, the sack numbers might not be there as much. I might not be able to rush the passer as much as maybe I was used to. But um, I'm trying to fit in this defense. It's a very talented defense, um, you know, the best way I can. And, uh, you know, we have a lot of a lot of great guys on the defense. And um, I'm just trying to fit in and, and find my role and and, uh, and help this defense succeed. It's interesting. We saw quite a few stack guys, quite a few inside guys going in the first round this year. And it's maybe been a position which hasn't been as respected recently in the, in the same way. You've obviously got your, your shining lights, your Luke Keekleys, kind of sure. the guys in <laughs> Seattle, stuff like that. But seeing more and more of these talented guys coming through college now and actually getting these opportunities... It's got to be exciting to finally see that people are realizing, you know, it takes 11 guys. It doesn't just yeah. take two <laughs> and two. You don't just do pass rushes, corners, that's it. Yeah, the, it, it's funny because that is what, you know, people tend to look at. You look at your pass rushers, you look at the guys that are stopping the pass because that is such a big part of the NFL. But, um, you know, and as we saw this year, you have to be able to stop the run as well. It's, it's such a big part of it. And, and those stack guys are, you know, they can do a little bit of everything, like I said, and, and helping to stop the run is one of those things. Second round draft pick this year for you guys was Uchenna Nuoso. Yep. Um, kind of the same position right. as, as you. What are you expecting from him? And how, what, is, what, what is he going to bring to the team, do you think, that's going to help you guys you know, get from here to, to up there? Yeah, I think you know, Chen is a, he's, he's such a great athlete. And he, he is kind of similar to me. And he, I think he, did, he spent a lot more time rushing the passer in, in college. And there'll be a little bit of transition I think for him for him just learning to stack behind the ball learning our defense dropping into coverage but um that'll come that'll come but I think uh you know where he's really going to help us at least you know this rookie year I think is uh you know being able to rush the passer be you know one of those guys behind Melvin and Joey that can come in and and kind of spell them for a little bit and um you know obviously he's talented enough where he'll learn he'll learn the rest and he'll be he'll be a, a, a great guy for us on defense and someone that can also help out on special teams that's it's big as well like <clears throat> one of those guys who looks like he should fit what Gus Bradley does it's the defensive line is key yeah. quick at the linebacker and then uh, your corners like honestly I, I there's part of me that it, again it's about health but if you've got 
Casey, Jason, and then one of either Desmond or Trevor on the field. That might be the best three in the league, as yeah. far as I'm concerned. Yeah, I, I think it's almost we have too many. Too many. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, no, you're right. Yeah, right. How do you get them all on the field, <laughs> yeah. right? Uh, no, I mean it was just amazing what Trevor did last year, stepping in for Jason and how well he played. And and now, like I said, if Jason can be healthy and uh, we get the pass rush going, it's just so exciting to see what this defense could be now. At the same time, we know that that's all, you know, that's potential and that's uh, that's talk for now, but we have to go out and prove that. So a um, lot of talents out there in that secondary, and, um, you know, it's fun to be able to play with those guys. Well, you'll have seen it yourself firsthand. <clears throat> this division had a Broncos team come out of it and win a Super Bowl only a couple yeah. of years ago that yeah. was great pass rush, great pass defense. Yeah. You know, an older quarterback, I'm not saying that uh, Philip Rivers is quite in the kind of Peyton Manning in his last yeah, days yet, yeah. but a guy who... <laughs> <laughs> like, th- th- there is something about that in that AFC West where you just think that put it together, stay healthy, and, and there's no reason the Chargers can't go on a deep well, yeah, that's kind of how Yeah, that's kind of how the division's been built, and uh, you, it's kind of been built about great, uh, around great pass rushers and, and great defenses, and the, and the Broncos basically won a Super Bowl with you know, the best defense in the league. So uh, there there should be no reason why why we can't win the division. Now, having said that, it's also a really tough division <laughs> and uh, learned that firsthand just playing it, you know, the last three years. So um, on paper, you know, we you know, we have a we're, – we're stable at quarterback, which I think the rest of the division is kind of going through a transition at quarterback. And um, so, so things look good for us. But, again, that's all – that's uh, that's all you know, fine and dandy to say, but now we have to go out on the field and prove it, and and you know, and beat those teams. I don't want to jinx anything, and I want to touch wood and everything else. But I, I, right now, you talked about the transition of quarterback. It, for me, it looks like the Chargers. This should be their division. This should be their year. And yeah. it's funny they are a team who, even though they've moved, which isn't always popular with the neutral fan, and, and there's something I don't know about the team that feels like they are popular with the neutrals whether it's the style of play I don't know whether it's the way Anthony Lynn comes over whether it's the way Philip yeah. Rivers whether it's right. the bolo tie I don't know what it is <laughs> it's but the bolo tie like, yeah, it's probably yeah, the bolo tie it's, it's the, uh, it's the, those blue jerseys not that blue jersey yeah. the, 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 the more the powder, baby, blue. powder blue powder blue oh, the royal blue is nice too the royal blue is nice as yeah. well but yeah Actually, I'm a big kit guy. Is it nice to play in the in the powder blue jerseys? Yeah, absolutely. Yes. 100%. I'd be lying if I, if I said it wasn't. Yeah. I mean, that was the right answer. If yes. you said anything else, yeah, I'd be that lying. would get back to you. Yeah. <laughs> like, that would get back to the guys and you'd be in big trouble. Yes, but, exactly. No, uh, we have the best jerseys in the NFL. Yeah, we talked and joked a little bit about you... Um, you communicating with the guys back at home about what this trip was like uh, and, and being the scout guy. Yeah. Seven days after you, there's another guy coming into town who you should know pretty well, I imagine. Uh, the Eagles are coming over. Carson Wentz is coming yeah. over. Yeah. Are you expecting maybe a call from Carson around Monday morning? Just, you know, what's, yeah, what's Britain like? Well, what's Wembley like? Well, I'm not expecting a call from him because he just got married, uh, I think, two days ago. So he's probably he's probably pretty busy right now. But, uh, yeah, I, I'm sure. You know, I, I think he's going to get... He's, Prince uh, Harry Henry, which one of them? Harry, yeah, Harry, yeah, yeah. Prince Harry. Do you know his, his actual name is Henry? Oh, but is that true? That is true because you can't have a, a King Harry, so they King, shorten Henry, King Henry to Henry. Yeah, they shorten Henry to Harry, or you know. Well, there we go. There well, you go. You were right. Anyway, yeah. Sorry, was, carry on. Okay, so anyway, <laughs> I do not know our own history. That is, that is just terrible, isn't it? I don't know if Carson's going to be able to walk around though, because everyone keeps saying he looks like him. But anyway, so. Uh, yeah, if, if he needs advice, I'll try and give him a little bit that I do know about London. Um, but I think he'll be just fine. Isn't that funny? Because like, and this is total name clang drop, and I don't, I'm not 
This like, happens all the time. Yeah, yeah. I don't. This isn't meant to be that. But uh, the Broncos, when they were over a couple of years ago, teams often bring some of their like legendary players over sure. to come and do some media work and that sort of thing. And, and NFL Network sent TD over to Earl Davis. And I was yeah. chatting to him, and he was saying like the best thing for him is that he had an afternoon off. He could walk out of his hotel and walk around yeah. London with not a single person yeah. bothering him. He said, like, two people stopped me and knew who I was. Yeah. The rest of the time, I was just having a whale of a time. Carson's not got a chance, no, has he? He's no not chance. got a shot. Because if they don't know him for the NFL, they're going <laughs> to think he's, yeah, he's royalty. So. Actually, when, uh, with the whole Prince Harry wedding and uh, how well... I think the announcement was around how well the, the Eagles were doing. Mm-hmm. NFL, NFL UK putting these side-to-side photos yeah. up and... Yeah. I mean, it's pretty scary. I know it's a bit kind of all gingers look, look alike, but uh, they do look alike. Yeah. Last thing, we, we just had the World Cup finish this weekend. Are you a soccer guy at all? Are you are we following it? Yeah, I, I was a little bit. You know, I grew up playing soccer. Uh, or Should we call it football? Is that what yeah, you call yeah, it? No, well, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. we're trying to accommodate. But <laughs> you're trying you, to accommodate you, to you, me. Yeah, yeah, you've got to know that you are going to be playing the home of football. Yeah, the site of the, you know, the 66 football. World Cup win. The, you know, Wembley is it's a big deal. It's iconic it to soccer. Yeah, I know. It is a big deal. I, I do follow the World Cup. I played soccer all the way uh, up until about middle of high school. Um, and I don't follow it normally, but I do follow the World Cup. I got to watch it. And uh, I was I was disappointed for you guys. That, I mean, that <laughs> oh, you this guy. guy. Well, guy. you know, the U.S. wasn't even in it. <laughs> yeah, so yeah. Uh, I had to root for someone. Then I found out I was going to come here. And I believe England was still alive when I found out that I was coming here. And I was like... You know, if they if that if that can happen, that's going to be awesome. Yeah. Oh, so, it would have been madness. It would People been, would have still been passed out in the street from, uh, yeah. from Sunday now, and right. we're on what Tuesday at this point. Yeah, it would have been. We'd have had to have had to like there was a genuine debate in Parliament last week scheduled for after the semi-final that if we'd won the semi-final they were talking about giving us a national holiday on Monday because they just knew they knew there was no point yeah. there's no one would turn up for work it would have been mad and that's what I was hoping to experience but uh, it's alright but no I think uh, you know, the World Cup was fun to watch and I'm excited to play in Wembley it'll be, it'll be really really fun awesome Carl really appreciate your time thank you so much for Absolutely. joining us thanks guys thanks for having me I just I just cheered that Carmel Emmanuel's on and I knew that he would be on Carl Emanuel of the Los Angeles Chargers speaking with the Grinine Show. Grinine Show. Getting you. Yes, you. In the game. What's got a subway receipt? (laughs) (laughs) However long that interview was, Willie's still going through his bag for some reason. I don't know why he's decided to do his taxes during that interview. (laughs) Uh, You're a bizarre man. Right, let's go to Jared Cook. Uh, tight end of the Oakland Raiders and man well I point out right at the beginning of the interview of the, of the interview I just rolled a bunch of words into one there of the interview with one of the greatest voices of any human being I've ever spoken to here is former Packer now Oakland Raider Jared Cook okay great delighted to be uh, joined on the show now by uh, tight end for the Oakland Raiders Jared Cook Jared how are you doing sir doing great how about yourself now listeners will have already noticed he has the most incredible voice of <laughs> anyone we've spoken to have you considered doing like late night radio or something like that because you'd blow the rest of us out of the water <laughs> I'm looking into getting the voiceover so hopefully when I retire that can be the first thing I'll get into you, you'd kill it I'm not gonna lie <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I'm, I'm not intimidated so much by your size or your athletic prowess or anything else, but your, your voice is just, it's, it's wonderful. Well, that's a compliment. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> um, I've noticed, uh, before we get into serious football stuff, I've noticed you tweeting a lot about the World Cup. Uh-huh. You've been enjoying the soccer? Of course. It's, it's probably one of the best times for football. 
or for soccer. Yeah, well, no, we can call it football. That's I'm, fine. I'm, You're in the right place I'm for cool it. With but that. I don't want to get things confused. That's right, all. That's all. <laughs> <laughs> so, you big football fan? You followed it for a long time. Yeah, uh, ever since I was probably about in high school, I started getting into it. My best friend's from France. He used to play soccer all the time, and then I started playing FIFA. Uh, <laughs> my first game was the World Cup. And I just started getting into it, started becoming fans of players um, and just took it from there. It's amazing, that, isn't it? It's kind of in a similar way to, I guess, how British sports fans tend to be quite tribal. You support your team and you follow them. But actually, thanks to whether it's fantasy football or whether it's, you know, basketball, you follow like certain players. It's actually much more of a tendency to do that. And I guess it's the same when you're playing FIFA. You're not necessarily like a Tottenham fan or a uh, you know, Man United fan or whatever. Who, who's your guy? Who's the... Um, I'm, a, I'm a Sergio Aguero fan. Love that. Yeah, he's. I, I like a guy, especially in the game. He's quick, he's little, he can move, and he has a heck of a shot. He got a leg on him. So um, I, I play with Man City quite a bit, Chelsea, and then, uh, <laughs> and then I play with uh, FC Barcelona. I try not to play with the five-star teams all the time, man, but um, sometimes when people are lining up against you at Real Madrid all the time, you got to come with some firepower. So, first of all, PS4 or Xbox? Four. I'm going to find you online. We're going to play some FIFA online. It's happening, Jared, whether you like it or not. <laughs> <laughs> at the end of this interview, I'm finding out your username. I'm not going to add you tonight. Um, the, uh, now you've got to play Spurs, obviously. Because you're playing at the new White Hart Lane. We don't actually know the, the name at the time we're talking at the moment. But I, I understand you've been down there earlier today. Uh-huh. How was it? Nice. Stadium looks great. I think those uh, the Tottenham fans are going to be uh, pretty happy with what the Spurs got to offer them. And it's kind of... Uh, it won't necessarily feel like it's the players coming over, but there's a real weight on this because that stadium is designed for the NFL. It is within mind of whether the NFL UK want to tell us it is or not, in the mind that we could have more games here and maybe a team here in the future by having those facilities. And, and you guys are playing the first ever game there. Mm. It's, it's pretty exciting. Yeah, it is pretty exciting, man. It's, um, it's big on what the NFL is trying to do. And that's um, not only build fans abroad, but at the same time try to get teams over here. So it's just part of the growth structure. And it just starts with the first step, and that's playing in that stadium this year. It's going to be pretty awesome. You, you missed out with the Rams, I think, literally either side of, of when you were, the, the few years you were there, they came out here. Mm-hmm. Did you ever hear from any of the guys when you were in the locker room about their experiences of coming out and playing in London? Said they had a great time. Said the pitch was a little slippery, but other than that, they had a great time. Uh, the Rams, when they came, I think they stayed out here for pretty much a week. And... uh and I think the Raiders, when they came, they stayed out here for a full week as well. But from both teams that I've heard, um, those guys really enjoyed themselves out here and had a great time. Well, well there you well, go. Well, maybe, well, maybe not the Raiders <laughs> when they came <laughs> out rough. before, but yeah, but they dang sure had a good time. Well, this time you're going up against a Seattle team who many people think are on the downturn, a defense that's lost five, six, seven, you know, all pro level starters, guys you argue are going to the Hall of Fame. And, you know, I, it's got to be, it's a season where people are expecting a bit of a turnaround from the Raiders after a tough year. And mm. it's actually a game that you've got to feel pretty good about coming out here and having a good opportunity. Um, it's going to be a home game for us. Um, the matchup is going to be a good matchup, even though uh, us and Seattle have uh, both gone through some rough passes in recent years. Um, like you just said, 
uh, it's still going to be two great teams. Uh, we got a new head coach. We got new great players. We're a young team. We're hungry. Um, I believe we're going to be pretty good last year. A lot of people expected us to be good last year, especially once we signed uh, a lot of free agents last offseason. But we kind of dropped the ball a little bit on that. But uh, this year we have a new outlook on the season. We have uh, we have totally new staff, totally new coaches, new players. The Seattle um, is kind of the same with them. They got a lot of new coaches up there. They got quite a few new players and a lot of important positions that they may have lost, like mm-hmm. you said, on that defense. So um, it's going to be a good game, man. You, I mean, you um, almost want to ask to be split out wide because the one place where they are still strong is you've still got KJ Wright and Bobby Wagner opposite you. Right. Let, some, let somebody else Those deal with them. All, yeah. Pop Geordie in the slot. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to split out wide and go against the corners. Is that all right? Yeah, no, two all-pro linebackers, man. And I've played against them for years, and they always get, have the defense ready, and those guys come to bring it. So even though you say they're down, you, you know every time you play Seattle, you're going to have to come with it. What's been your uh, your early impressions of Coach Gruden? Great, he's awesome. He uh, he's got a new vibe, new energy that he brings uh, every day to work. He's the first person in, last person to leave, and uh, he brings a, a different professionalism to the Raiders organization um, as a head coach, and he also brings his wits and his uh, his smarts as a head coach. He's been out of the game for 10, but he's been doing nothing but um, watching teams and watching uh, football, watching football around the league. So It's funny because people look at the signings he's made, the focus on kind of maybe going a bit more smash mouth, a bit more run the ball, take the, the onus off. Derek had a tough year last year. Mm-hmm. But do you feel like actually because of all of that, he hasn't missed a beat? Some people are thinking, well, this is a little too old school for our liking. Do you think he is still right up there at the top of the, the kind of the innovations of the game? Well, absolutely, because people that say it's old school don't realize what football is. Everything about football is old school. Everything's just got a new rendition or it's got a little twist on it. But the basis of what he's bringing, which is smash mouth football, you have a smash mouth running back. Why wouldn't you want smash mouth football? Mm-hmm. Running game is what helps the passing game. Why wouldn't you want a strong running game? Why wouldn't you want smash mouth football? That's what football is. You have to set up the run with the pass and vice versa. So um, the, the keys and the elements that Coach Gruden are bringing in are keys and elements that are going to help us in the season. I think what's interesting to me is that actually for Oakland – Almost outside of yourself, I mean, you set a career high in receptions, you led the team in, in yards, and, and you're all really good numbers for a, for a tight end, but it's almost disappointing when your tight end leads you. You want someone like a, like I don't mean that in any way offensively. No, but, but I get it, though. You, you want Amari Cooper to yeah. be going over a 1,000 yards. You want yeah. Marshall Lynch to be going over a 1,000. Like, you want those guys to be hitting those numbers because it also helps you, like you say. So it almost feels to me like... Trying to think of the nice way to say but they always can't all have a down season at the same time again. It kind of felt like everything went wrong that could go wrong. And actually, it's almost impossible to do that. Unless you're Cleveland, it's almost <laughs> impossible to do that in the NFL season in, season out. With the inspiration of Coach Gruden as well and all that, it feels like you should be going in the right sort of direction. Yeah, it's, um, it's crazy you say that because when I was in St. Louis, uh, I was there for, I think I think it was my... 
my third year in Tennessee, two years in St. Louis, and then here, um, I led the team in reception yards. And our offenses were not that good. Uh, and like you said, you expect the receiver to have the most and then another receiver or tight end to be second. Um, we just had a down year last year, off year offensively. Uh, we took a lot of uh, injuries to all O-line last year. Derek got injured early last year. So um, it's definitely a different year, new outlook, but uh, still one goal in mind, and that's to get to that ship at the end of the year. The, the big change in the offense, I guess, is, is losing Michael Crabtree and having Jordy Nelson come in, and you were there in Green Bay, and you saw what an impact he can have on a team. The injuries are obviously a concern, but have you seen much from him so far? Has he been there? Is he? Uh, you know, we haven't heard a huge amount out of Oakland about Jordy Nelson yet. Yeah, Jordy's in the building. Jordy's doing great. Um, he's definitely bringing a vet presence to that receiver room. He, he's definitely in there. And he's our receivers coach now as well as uh, Ernest Biner, and that was his receiver coach in Green Bay too. So it's a different element in that receivers room and a different element that Jordy has brought to the game. Jordy's doing great. He balled out in OTAs. He looks great. He's running well. So he's definitely a good element that uh, that we're adding to this team, a good piece that we're adding to this team to uh, not only help us as a receiving core, but also as a vet presence for the whole team. And what about Derek Carr? Because he's a guy who I think of that class, a lot of people thought he could elevate himself to the top, and then he's had a... T- a bit of a tough ride of it between the injury, which look at that season. They, they could have gone deep in the playoffs that year quite easily, but uh, then last year struggled off the back of that. Is everything looking like we're expecting 2016 Derek Carr rather than 2017 Derek Carr? Man, um, quite frankly, this is a Derek that um, I didn't experience last year. Um, I feel like it's a new breath of fresh air for him having Coach Gruden there. And I think Coach Gruden um, holds him accountable for a lot of things that happen in that offense, and you can see Derek really taking that serious. So uh, Derek, I think, has filled a new void and a new mold for himself personally as well as for our team that we need to be the face of the franchise and to kind of step up and fill the shoes and do big things for us this year. So uh, Derek's looking great. Him and Coach Gruden look uh, amazing because – Coach Gruden throw out some hard stuff to him, and Derek knocks it down every time. So he's prepared, he's ready, and he he has a a, a focus in his eyes that I didn't quite see out of him last year. There's, there's one guy I want to ask about on the, on the defensive side of the ball, and I bet when you get asked this question, everyone's like, I want to talk, ask you about Khalil Mack, I want to ask you about Bruce Irving. I was just a slightly more left-field one, but being British, Obi Melifonwu. Uh, what have you seen out of him? Because we are hoping that he can... I think he showed flashes coming off that injury. We really want him to push on this year and be, you know, we've got Jay Ajayi now, there are other players there, but a shining light for British players in the NFL. Man, uh, Obi, Obi a big dude, man. Of course, y'all know he came out of UConn, big safety. He's like almost my, my height, uh, but just big arms, big, leg, run, big legs, and, and he runs well. Um, but... It, Unfortunately, last year he was hurt a lot, and um, it was his first year. He has he has time to grow, but this year he looks great in OTAs and in mini camp. He looks great. He was out there practicing a lot. 
he was out there running around. So um, hopefully he can be a big impact for us this year um, as one of the young players that we need to step up. You said all the right things, Jack. <laughs> Perfect. Thank you. Did you ask him about the catch? What about the catch? His catch down the sideline. I didn't know. Oh. I should have stayed. I would have asked him. Yeah. Sorry. It's okay, buddy. Jared Cook speaking with us on the Gridiron show. I didn't ask you about the catch, Ollie. I was going to say that was the bit that was taken out, right? Uh, no, the, all the stuff about the national anthem was taken out because um, uh, everything's changed since then. And uh, yeah, maybe we'll bring it in at a later date when we do a special on it or something. I'll ask. No, I won't ask him at the, about. No, no, maybe I will. Maybe I will. I, maybe I'll ask him during the week of the of uh, the the media festivities. I'll see if I can arrange some time and ask him about the catch. Good work. You maybe he that, won't want to talk about it. <laughs> Why? Well, because. The Green Bay let him leave. All right, but then he got paid, and he went to the West Coast, and he doesn't have to live in the frozen tundra. I think he's a happier man. And yes, you are right. What a voice! Oh, unbelievable! Oh my God, silky, oh, glorious. Just rewind it, guys. Play it to your missus or your other half. See what they say. Well, we're going to talk about the AFC West, but uh, you should have been keeping up on uh, the action, and then we'll talk about it on next week's show. We'll talk about two two episodes on next week's show of Hard Knocks which is currently available on NFL Game Pass the ultimate way to watch games highlights and NFL programs where and when you want watch your favourite team live every week or tune into NFL Red Zone never miss a touchdown can't watch it live download highlights directly to your phone or tablet and catch up on the go I'm flying to Japan on Wednesday and I've downloaded the Super Bowl and I will have the first two episodes of Hard Knocks ready on my iPad to watch on my first flight to Moscow. There's always great NFL programs being added to your video library, and the NFL Network is streamed 24-7, 365. You can get a seven-day free trial at nflgamepass.com right now. Should we talk about the FC West? Yeah, let's do it. Right, you may have noticed that our voices have changed because we were recording what you were last listening to about 24 hours ago. And now, with me due to fly to Japan in literally 12 hours to the minute from as we're recording this, we're somehow back in the studio and talking about the AFC West. Do you, want, do you need a lift to the station? It, it occurred to me the other the station, the airport, it occurred to me the other day that I haven't offered. I mean, but you always offer, and I feel bad because... You then never... I never know when you're going to the airport, and I would always offer you, but don't know, so... Well, I may be going to the airport around the 6th of September. Well, I will be taking you to the airport then. You can take me to the airport if you so wish Which in the airport morning. are you going to? Heathrow. And it's... I need to be there at, like, 8.30. 8.30. It's right in traffic time. That's, that's oh, yeah. the balash. Mm. It's fine. How are you getting there otherwise? Uh, either public transport or an Uber, depending on how I feel in the morning. Public transport. There's a bus that goes from Sutton that I can get that only costs a pound fifty. A pound fifty. Why don't you just get that then? Well, because it takes an hour and forty minutes. Oh no, yeah, don't take that. <laughs> um, no, no, I think I'll take you. Why not? Oh man, that's amazing. Thank you, buddy. Oh, you're welcome. What have you spent the last twenty-four hours doing? Uh, I was with you. Yeah, we did, a, we did an overnight we did, show. Yeah, we did an overnight had, show. Had Greg Rosenthal on. He threw me under the bus. Thanks, mate. Again. Yeah. Seems to be doing that every time. Can you tweet him and tell him that you listen to Extra Time? Just everyone listening to this, tweet at Greg Rosenthal with two Gs at Three the end Gs. of his name. Three Gs total. Triple G. Uh, triple G. 60% G. And, and just say, oh, just so you know, I heard you on Talk Sport the other night. You said tweet you if you said you were on. Don't tell him about the podcast. Don't drop me in it. 
just tweet him saying, I heard you. What are you doing? I'm just checking the, the, the our lads thing. Yeah, I'm not sure I believe that. I am. I think you were just texting Greg and just going, Will is getting people to tweet you because he feels... Just a sec. Emasculated. It is 3Gs, right? Yes, yeah, 3Gs. Perfect. Yep, yep. Uh, <laughs> uh, right. Other than that, I... Uh, I, I then came back into work after about three hours sleep and then I went with Adrian Durham to watch QPR versus Peterborough and we won a cup game well done buddy Woo. Woo. yeah we saw some parakeets flying over uh, Loftus Road a fleet a fleet of parakeets is definitely not a fleet of parakeets <laughs> but it should a, f- a flock a flock no I prefer a fleet a fleet of parakeets because it rhymes uh, which was beautiful as the sun in the magic hours the sun's setting over Loftus Road oh, yeah great stop, it, stop romanticising Loftus Road stop it I can't handle it anymore had to speak with Tony Incenzo on radio the other day telling me it's the best football ground he's ever been how, to honestly how dare you Loftus Road is the kind of ground that you wish reading was still in oh god don't even talk to me about the horrible exactly soulless I don't want us to leave heck hole that is I mean, it is a it is a heck hole. Uh, Sorry, carry on. So I I what have you been up to? and did washing and played the entire of Madden nineteen's new long shot mode. I really enjoyed long shot in Madden eighteen. It was flawed but fun. And you were thinking, come Madden nineteen, all of those flaws will be ironed out, and you'll love it. It's genuinely dreadful so bad that i kind of got about halfway through and thought why am i still playing this but i got into a kind of like i was watching a film on sci-fi where it was so bad that i was enjoying it the quality of the dialogue the quality of the storytelling the actual in-game stuff and then i got really angry because the in-game stuff there was a section where you had to like drive you had to score on four consecutive drives and it had to be a touchdown against the patriots as this rookie quarterback but you could never go for it on fourth down. So if you ever got to, like... There were about five times I got to, like, fourth and inches, like, on the goal line, or fourth and inches on the 20th. So I thought, well, I'll go for this here, and then it just goes, please restart. And then you what? get knocked all the way back to the 25 again. I got very angry at it. That's rubbish. Like, properly, like, a, throw the controller across the room angry. That's such an elementary thing not to get wrong. It was... And so easy to fix. And the thing is, I've been playing Ultimate Team as well. Brilliant. Uh, What's like, the ultimate team? Uh, that's the one where you trade cards and Ooh, yeah, get yeah. by players and do Who's, little game modes in? and stuff. I've, I've literally only just started, so I'm in the very early stages. Who are you going to bring in? Uh, but I've so got far. I've got Aaron Demarcus Rogers. Lawrence, a defensive end, uh, who's uh, doing the business for me. That's about it. Okay. That's about my only exciting, like high-level player. Let's talk about the AFC West because that's what we're actually here to do. Should um, are we? Should we do like we did with the AFC East? predicted order and talk about the teams in it's so hard the afc west this season because i think there are two teams in there no do you know what (laughs) i think this is the hardest division to predict because i think the broncos when you consider that they've got wide receivers in decline that you've got uh, a secondary in decline from where it was now Aqib Tlaib's gone a linebacker court in decline because they've lost people Uh, and then on the offensive side of the ball Case Keenum, but without the level of talent that Case Keenum around him in Minnesota. If it all clicks for the Broncos, they could be a a 10-12 win team again. If it doesn't, they could easily be a 5 win team. The Chargers should be a 12 win team. But have so many injury problems, and they'll charge it up at some point. Yeah, they'll charge they, it up. They will. It'll be. A, they really are the Spurs of the NFL, oh, aren't they? they? Just, yeah. uh, Kansas City. 
Don't, Pat- have, don't have a proper stadium. So excited about Pat Mahomes. Yep. But, uh, it, like, is there going to be a drop-off in in well, it's one of it's, it's one of those. Are uh, they going to be able to replicate those key pieces, replicate what they did last time? Kareem Hunt, um, uh, Travis Kelsey, Tyreek Hill. Tyreek Hill. And now they've got Sammy Watkins as well. Sammy! 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 What? So, no, it's not Sammy Watkins. Who's their wide out if they've, they've brought in? Sammy's gone to uh, to Los Angeles. Yeah, who's their wide out? Come on. Oh, no, they have brought Sammy Watkins in. Yeah, why would you Why would you do that to me? They brought in Sammy Watkins from the Rams, and the Rams brought in Brandon Cooks. That's it. That was where I got confused. I knew it was Sammy Watkins, then you made me... It's late and I'm tired and I didn't sleep. I literally had like an hour and a half sleep today. I had to take yeah. the cats to the cattery. Oh, yeah. So I am all over the shop. This is going to be real bad. So, but, but yeah, I mean, if those guys... Plus that that addition, then if they do what they did last year, I think it's. I think the Chiefs have got this. I also don't know how good their aging defense is going to be, and then Oakland are the most divisive team in football. Just it, yeah, coin toss exactly. Nice little charade that you did there. That was excellent. Yeah, I, I knew really exactly. Sold. I knew exactly what I you really were doing. Sold I really it. it. Like, yeah. Bing. Who do you want to look in at in more depth first, then? Have we listened to either of the interviews? First? We've heard both of the interviews at this point. Well, do, do you think the Raiders are going to finish bottom of this mini of No, this because it could be the Broncos. But do I think the Raiders are the least talented team in this? Absolutely, absolutely. Signing players, aging players. Again, this is the age problem is a thing for me. Jordy Nelson, Doug Martin, uh, just doing on the defensive side of the ball. They brought in players like Marcus Gilchrist, Meh, Tahir Whitehead, Meh. Uh, they, they just Sharice Wright, Meh. Mm-hmm. Bringing back Reggie Nelson could be important, but he's thirty-four years old now, uh, and yeah, you know, I just feel like they <laughs> they're a team who. Everyone thinks that Gruden is going to completely drive them forwards with Derek Carr there. And they brought in offensive tackles in in two of the first three rounds. Arden Key could be really exciting, a defensive end off the end who we saw at LSU. But he is very raw and has a few off-the-field issues. So is he going to be someone... I mean, in theory, Arden Key with Khalil Mack on the other side from a pure talent perspective is phenomenal. Yeah. But Khalil Mack hasn't actually produced the last two years to the level he did in the first two years, and he's still holding out at the moment, which could mean so much to them. I really like Martavis Bryant. I think if they can get him, he's the sort of player who John Gruden could really turn around. I think he's a number one receiver, uh, potentially. Has that has that ability? He's he that that first season for the Steelers, and then the second season, he was so good for them. I, again, these off-field issues have affected what he does. Being in with Antonio Brown didn't help him as much. But will he be a bit like Marvin Jones was at Cincinnati? Cincinnati, we thought, oh, this is a really, really nice player. It took him maybe a year, two years to then become what he is at Detroit, which is a good number one, but not the top echelon number one wide receivers. With AJ, with AJ Green ahead of him at Cincinnati. And it's similar for Martavis Bryant. Mm-hmm. He's, left, he's left the nest because you couldn't have two Antonio Browns. I'm not saying he's as good as Antonio Brown, but can he get himself almost up to that level by being the number one guy there? But then you've got Amari Cooper and they've brought in Jordy Nelson. So... They are the ultimate question mark team. Amari Cooper dropped so many passes last year. Like, I really like the centre of their line. Rodney Huston, Collective, Assembly, and Gabe Jackson. Big, 
bruising, great run stuffing, def- great, well, run creating offensive line, mm. right? But I don't buy into Marshall Lynch, particularly at this point in his career. Doug Martin's done nothing for the last two or three seasons. Jalen Rashad and DeAndre Washington look more like passing down backs. Uh, Brendan Giacomini uh, coming in from uh, Houston. They, they brought in Brandon Parker. I, I wouldn't be that surprised if we saw Colton Miller and Brandon Parker both starting at left and right tackle, the two rookies. Mm. I don't know. I, I think so much of this is going to hang on who De- who is Derek Carr and does... John Gruden improved Derek Carr enough to make this worthwhile. And then, I, I totally agree with you. And then on the other side of the ball, that defensive backfield, which has been dreadful for the last two or three seasons, or as many seasons as I can remember, obi Muller fenway the, the, the British guy, he was moved out to cornerback, but he's actually a safety. Is he going to come back to being a safety? Gary and Conley, we expect better from him. They desperately need Gary and Conley to do something this season. Exactly. So, again... They need Carl Joseph to do something yeah. this season. They need Khalil Mack to raise his game. They need, they, need, they need so much to go right. The linebackers, I mean, they brought in Derek Johnson... I don't understand. Derek Johnson they brought in rather than bringing Navarro Bowman back. Navarro Bowman is still out there and he really produced for the Raiders down the stretch last year. Whereas Derek Johnson, who is a player I've loved down the years, Mm. really wasn't producing for Kansas City, has had injury problems, is old for, you know, in NFL terms. That makes no sense to me. I think Navarro Bowman will still land on on a roster. But so Oakland are honestly... I think their ceiling isn't much above kind of nine or ten wins, but I wouldn't be that surprised if they did hit that. But then I wouldn't be that shocked if they were a four or five win team. Do you know who John Gruden reminds me of? Go on. Roberto Martinez. <laughs> right. Roberto Martinez picked his World I don't, Cup. I don't see it. I'm going to well, make that clear early on. Roberto Martinez, he did okay in his managerial career, went up to interna- international manager, um, and then he picked his World Cup squad a la about three years ago when he was managing in the Premier League. So, Chadley, players like that. John Gruden's done exactly the same thing here. Bringing in Jordy Nelson, who was good three years ago. He's got rid of Talcavecchia and um, Seabass and brought in Mike Nugent on as the kicker. Hashtag kickwatch. Bringing in Derek Johnson. So, bringing in all of these aged players that were good two or three years ago and then hoping that they're going to get... They're going to be okay. Martavis Bryant being another one. Okay, he's not an aged player, but ugh, but you know what I mean. So <laughs> I think Gruden believes that he can work magic. So did Roberto the, Martinez. The rest of us are all going to see whether he can can do it or not. Let's uh, talk about the Los Angeles Chargers because we did hear uh, from and, and about that defensive side of the ball, yeah. which has the potential to be even with having Jason Verrett going out for the season. I think still has the potential to be a top, top tier defence. You've got the best pass rushing duo in the league in Melvin Ingram and Joey Bosa with a really good centre in Corey Lejet and, uh, and Brandon Meebane. I the, the linebacking core, sorry Kyle, is probably the weakest part of the team, but they tried to address that in the draft and we'll have more of a rotation there. But then Casey Haywood with, I think it's going to be Haywood and King with Williams moving inside, then Derwin James and uh, Jay, uh, I always get his name wrong, Jaleel Idai, I think that's a really good secondary. Like I think that's a really, really good defence. Are the Chargers going to charger it up because they've already lost Hunter <laughs> Henry for the year? Yeah. They already have lost, as we mentioned, their um, Jason Verrett for the year. 
if they get a good play out of Russell, Russell Okun, and they've got Forrest Lamp coming back, who missed the entire of his rookie year with I an love, ACL. I love Lamp. You do love Lamp. Yeah. Then the offensive line should be better. And I love their pass catchers. I love Terrell Williams. Well, we love I Keenan. love Keenan Allen. I really like Mike Williams. I think they're going to win this division. But I'm saying that now. Like, even with the Chiefs, who we like a lot, because they've still got some of the talent there, I do think the defense has got older. And also coaching or quarterback changes are something that have happened to every single other team in this division and that's enough for me to make me think that like losing Matt Nagy the year that you're bringing the rookie quarterback in how much Andy Reid is going to work magic with Pat Mahomes I think they're going to be better to watch but if Alex Smith was the number one quarterback and it was Pat Mahomes sitting again is it a, a lock that the Chiefs win this division I would have them and the Chargers round about neck and neck. I think I'd probably fancy the Chiefs just because the Chargers will get half their players injured. Yeah, yeah. The Chargers are the most talented team. Really, with Kareem Hunt and... But they're, they're, all that talent comes on the offensive side. They don't That's think true, that the, is true. Yeah. The, in fact, the Chargers' defence against the Chiefs' offence, if both stay healthy, is going to be a great matchup. Do you have any thoughts on the Chargers before we move on to the Chiefs? I, I, I love that line. I mean, we love Ingram and Bosa. I think Bosa will be the defensive player of the year this year. We love Hoos Bradley. I really, I, I think he's going to absolutely tear it up. That's if JJ Watt breaks down again. Did you see that picture that uh, Gridiron put out today of JJ Watt? No. Just in the like in the gym or in the locker room, his arms are massive. I mean, it's ridiculous. It's it's definitely Josh Peacock's, Peacock's done that picture because he's a big gym guy. A little loves, bit of a man crush. Oh, massively, massively. But um, I love the Chargers. I love that, that powder blue. Melvin Gordon and, and Austin Eckler, I think, are a, a good tandem, and I think they complement each other well. well Gordon the, uh, took a bit of a step back last year compared to the year before, but I think that might have been because of the injuries around him. He's a, I think he's talented. I think he's a good back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree with you. So, I have them second in the division by a couple of games behind Kansas City. Melvin Gordon is one of those people who, one of those people who people will nab in the second round of drafts and will end up looking like an absolute steal. That's my uh, my prediction for his fantasy year. Mm. There we go. So, were you thinking like a um, a Todd Gurley esque? Oh, from Rise last year, yeah, from, yeah. from the uh, a down year before. Maybe not quite Todd Gurley, yes, because Todd Gurley was that was a real rise, but you know, not In, comparatively, almost yeah, yeah. not far off. Yeah, okay. The Chiefs, it all comes down to Pat Mahomes' unbelievable skill set and an unbelievable set of skill players. Kareem Hunt led the league in rushing. Tyreek Hill, insanely explosive in all phases of the game. Travis Kelsey is not only ridiculously reliable, but a great move tight end as well. Gets up, makes blocks at the second level. Sammy Watkins now stretches the field for them, which, yes, they had that to an extent with Tyreek Hill, but Sammy Watkins really does it in the way that he's going to occupy number one corners in a way that maybe Tyreek Hill wouldn't have done. They'd have put, you can put a slot corner on Tyreek Hill as long as they're fast enough. You have to put a number one on Sammy Watkins. Yeah. I think what you're going to get is a much more exciting team than you had with Alex Smith. And I still think they were a good team. We sealed them play some amazing plays. He'll turn the ball over more than Alex Smith did by a country mile. But that's but the kind of also, player he is, isn't it? He also might score a lot more points as well because he's 
much more cavalier. I, I think they're going to be a great team to watch this year. Yeah, I mean, that offence is really exciting. It just, I remember, do you remember when we were on our gridiron tour into the, the Deep South and they were playing against the Cowboys and there was that play oh. before half time oh. where... It was like a punt return, but on, a, on that... Yeah. And uh, they're just, just the w- most amazing dropping, play design, dropping it short to Tyreek Hill and Tyreek just like gashing them all over the shot. I just, I think we're going to see a lot more of that and a lot more exciting play designs from Andy Reid because he'll have more confidence in his quarterback to deliver stuff like that and stuff that we can't even think of right now. So, my concern is the left hand side of their line. I like Mitch Morse, I like uh, Lauren Duvernay-Tardif, and uh, Mitchell Schwartz might be the best right tackle in football. Probably Lane Johnson, but it's, you know, in, those two are, are vying for it. The left-hand side of the line, Cam Irving, a converted tackle from, from Cleveland. Lovely man. Met him at the Super Bowl two years ago. Yeah, yeah. But not someone... I think he's a better guard than he is a tackle, but still not the most dynamic of players on that side. And then Eric Fisher, their former number one overall pick. They can find a way to trade in a left tackle and they've got the cap space because Mahomes is still on his rookie deal. They can find a, a top quality left tackle. Doesn't even need to be like a top, top tier left tackle. Like I'm thinking if the Eagles are in them, I, I don't think they'll, the Eagles know so much about the importance of depth after last season. But say like Vitae becomes available because Jason Peters is the guy that he was before his injury. Sure. Or Jason Peters becomes available because they decide to go with Vitae. If they can get one of those two left tackles, they'll probably have to pay through the nose for it, but it might be that final piece that just makes that offence unbeatable. On that Peters and Vitae, very quickly, is there not a case to bust one of them out to guard? Or inside into guard? It's an interesting question. I like Stefan Wisniewski, the Jags guard who they've got there. And let's face the it, one of those three will get injured. It, that's just the way that They've got Chance Warmack there, the big, burly guard from Tennessee. Yeah. They've got such good depth. No, no, we're not talking about the Eagles. That's the NFC. I know, I know, I know. But you know what we like? We're tangenty. We are very tangenty. Oh, there's some great uh, tweets that have come in recently from various people about typical gridiron shows. Well done, guys. We like that. Yeah, it was gridiron. very, very funny. Very funny. Uh, Broncos? Just very quickly on the defensive side of the ball. Just old. That's my concern. Chris Jones continues to emerge in the way that he has done. I really like Chris Jones. If Justin Houston, first full season back. If Anthony Hitchens can be decent, they've brought him from Dallas. Reggie Ragland, who was meant to be amazing, mm. ended up you know, becoming available to them. They got him from Buffalo. It's those cornerbacks, really, isn't it? Like, losing Marcus Peters is huge. Yeah. And I, I, you look at the names there, Stephen Nelson, Kendall Fuller, David Amerson. I mean, I love Kendall Fuller. Kendall Fuller, I can't believe that Washington gave up Kendall Fuller to bring in Alex Smith. That's bizarre to me. Mm. But we've obviously how he fits into that system, and he's got to prove that he's not just flash in the pan, that he is a consistent... He's not Marcus Peters' levels yet, but he could be. Yeah. He's got number one corner potential. Okay, okay. Well, but... Yeah, Eric Berry there, who are coming off yet another injury, massive injury, first game of the season last year. Hopefully he's recovered and the signs are that he is, but that secondary worries me a bit. Daniel Sorensen is a good player, but age again isn't on his side. This is his fourth, fifth season in the NFL, so 
I, I still believe they've got enough talent and the the best head coach in the league. There is that. That they will be two games ahead of the Chargers. And I think both the Chiefs and the Chargers will make it through this division. Now the Denver Broncos. Yep. Another year for Vance Joseph to prove himself. He's not, he's not done that for me yet. They went and got Cortland Sutton, who I think will be important to them because Demarius Thomas and Emmanuel Sanders have shown that they are starting to age and they're starting to drop off a little bit. Don't mind the line. Demarius like, especially, actually. Like Jaredville here, like quite like Garrett Bowles to, to take another step forward in his second year. It's an okay internal line. Don't know who t- I have no idea who their tight end is going to be. I'd love Jake Butt to emerge and be as good as he was at Michigan, but uh, the injury he suffered at the end of that year was so horrendous. Yeah. And then you've just got, what's the running game and what's the qu- uh, what's going to happen with the quarterback? I mean, all of the noises... this offence could be bad. Again, all of the... it could be the... really bad. Well... John Ke- Elway is not good at drafting. Keenum was good at Minnesota because Zimmer et al. had the scheme and the players around him to make it a success. Sam Bradford, I think, was was uh, was really helpful for Keenan as well. He doesn't have any of that now. And what's and around the, him... The line is no, isn't as good as it was in Minnesota. The running game isn't as good as it was in Minnesota. Well, The receivers is, aren't as good as they were in Minnesota. The tight end isn't as good as it was in Minnesota. Yeah, yeah. So, and could Keenan be the Keenan of last year, which I doubt, but the Keenan of the rest of his career? The the, the Chargers Keenan, you know? I, Keenum. Keenum. When, when was he at the Chargers? Kellen Keenum. <laughs> what, what are you on about? Sorry, the Rams Keenum. <laughs> there we go. Yeah, yeah, the, he, I get my LA's confused. Everyone's very time. tired today. So tired. It's all over the shop with but our yeah, LA teams. But I'm, I don't trust in Keenum. Reasons to be cheerful. Do, 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 do. One, two, three, four. Go on. Still like their defensive line. <laughs> yeah. With Gotsis, Peko and Wolf, assuming Gotsis is, is all good and cleared to play. Von Miller and Bradley Chubb coming in on the other side. Opposite Von Miller. <clears throat> Could be great. Yeah. Yeah. It's going to be really interesting to see what they do. And I really like Shelby Harris as well. Um, and I really like Todd. Actually, there's pieces on their defence that I like that aren't kind of... I, I hate Darian Stewart. I think he gets... Whoa, what's he done to you? <laughs> not personally. Whoa, 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 whoa. I just think he this gets... This is a few of Will Gavin and not the Gridiron Show or Ollie Hunter. They tend to play you. with their safeties both playing deeper. They don't tend to bring him up in the box a lot and he's not that great in coverage. Justin Simmons is fine. But it's going to be now be... They were so great when they could play Aqib Tlaib and Chris Harris and have Bradley Roby as a slot guy. That was an amazing situation to have. Mm. Now you're asking Bradley Roby to be your starting corner and we don't know who's going to be in the slot. That's going to be interesting. That's going to be something well worth watching. I do love Chris Harris still. Oh, I love Chris Harris. Yeah, so... They do just seem to be a team trending in the wrong direction. Yeah, unfortunately. I think they'll... They'll be ahead of Oakland, though. I think they've got enough about them, just about, in that defence. Their defence is... Streets ahead of Oakland, so... This, remi- this reminds me a bit of the NFC West. No, it doesn't, because the 49ers aren't really comparable to any of these teams, because they're a team on the up, but not there yet, whereas the Chiefs and Chargers should both be there. The Chiefs and Chargers in a weak AFC should both be going deep in the playoffs this year. Yeah, agreed. And if they don't, then shame. 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 
Yeah. Uh, so we've both got. So uh, I'm sticking neck out. I'm going Chargers, Chiefs, Broncos, Raiders. I, I, I just flip the top two. Chiefs, Chargers, Broncos, Raiders. Yeah, fine. Yeah. I can allow that. That was good. Right, I'm off to uh, Japan. What are you going to do? Uh, cry. I'm going to miss you, buddy. Oh, mate. Uh, well, you'll be glad to know that Matt Sherry has a brand new microphone where you can't hear his heavy breathing on it. I don't believe you. I had a, I had an hour-long conversation with him today on Skype. Where was my own? I was wearing my uh, fancy headphones and just walking around the house. He just wanted to test the microphone on Skype. In classic Matt Sherry fashion, have you got five minutes to test the microphone on Skype? Yes, Sherry, no problem. He asked after you. He wanted to know how you were. We chatted about you. Asked about your house and stuff. Okay. Wants to know if it's sold yet. No, not sold. So he got he got a, he got a catch a catch up of your life from me a little bit. Okay, that's fine. But he um he, yeah it was a have you got five minutes to just to test this mic on Skype? Yeah, no problem. Dialed me up. So this college football podcast is starting on Gridiron, and the way we're going to do it is the way that the MMQB do it now. If you subscribe to this feed, you'll get the college podcast and the Gridiron podcast both on this feed. Oh, a bit like Fight Disciples, where they have their... Oh, do they as well, yeah. Yeah, they have their boxing show and that, and their MMA show. And if you don't want to listen to one of them, just don't listen to one of them. Download both, though. Do download both. Yeah. Do download both. And this, the college show is going to be excellent because it's Clancy and Sherry whinging at each other and bitching at each other. And that's fun in itself. So this five-minute conversation turned into an hour-plus long conversation. I had I was making my lunch when he wanted to call. I was like, yeah, that's fine. Five minutes. Yeah. I finished making my lunch, ate my lunch, and did the washing up all whilst on the phone to Sherry, just chatting about life. Oh. the universe and everything is he all right yeah he's he's in great he's in great shape is there another sherry on the way uh, apparently not i did i did uh <laughs> i did push that line though i did want to know uh so yeah well like sherry is keen to do a show with you early next week oh, okay yeah just give me instructions on how to put the pod out well it, you can just send me the audio and i can do that that's not a problem oh, really? japan has wi-fi oh, yeah, okay. uh you've just got to record <laughs> it and put the audio in my folder that's all Oh, yeah, all right, I can do that. There we go. See? Great. Easy, easy. Right, Ollie, any final thoughts? Ollie! Uh, Just realised this is going to be a mammothly long podcast. Everybody out there... It's going to be like an hour and 40 minutes. If you like soccer football, Eberry, easy. Look out for him. He's going to be great. Okay. <laughs> Just, I'm so excited about a Queen's Park <laughs> Rangers player. It's weird. Uh, thank you so much for listening. I'll speak to you in a week or so's time. These guys will be back with another podcast starting next week. Thank you for your fi- kind feedback on Twitter as well. Oh, how Don't forget sh- to leave iTunes reviews and all of that. And if you're thinking about going out to the States, touchdown trips, we can't bang on about that enough. They'll get you in the game. They will get you. Yes, you. In that game. Don't ask me another question because otherwise we'll be here for longer and we no, both no, want to really go home. a quick question. Come on. Was Sherry annoyed that we didn't get him on for the AFC East preview? Nope, but there's a story about that that I'm not going to tell you on the podcast. Thank you so much for listening. This has been the Gridiron Show. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware.